Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast dedicated to highlighting on-screen talent and behind-the-scenes creatives from diverse and multicultural communities. I'm your host, Juan Ayala, and thanks for tuning in. Now let's get to talking. Now today I am joined by Marcos Levanos, who is a writer and producer on the Hulu series Love, Victor, Peacock's Rutherford Falls, the CW reboot of Charmed, and the upcoming Amazon series Glowing Up. Busy guy. <laughs> What's up, Marcos? Hey, Juan. How are you? I'm good. Uh, thanks so much for for joining us. I'm excited to chat, uh, especially about Love, Victor. Just before we started recording, I was saying how, how much the show really means to me and how relatable it is as a queer Latino who grew up in a religious family. I'm like, yep, that's exactly how that happens. That's exactly what so it's it's really really wonderful show um so you know thanks for all you do for that show and for the representation um in it well yeah well thank you so much for the kind words that really means a lot to me um you know like i was telling you uh you know i feel not in a bad way but i feel you know a responsibility to really do my best to try and and uh and get it right and to you know to tell these stories you know as accurately as possible because i feel like you know, it's, it's, um, it would be a disservice to, you know, people like you and myself, you know, who, who are watching the show and, and to see something that's whitewashed or to see something that's not, you know, that's, um, that's just not, you know, true to our experience, I think would be, um, you know, would be, uh, you know, a, a huge letdown. And in my opinion, you know, irresponsible. So I think it's, um, I, it means a lot to me that you, that you feel like it, you know, is an accurate representation and that you feel, um, you feel seen by the show. So that's good. You know, I'm not alone in that to seeing everyone's reactions online and reading reviews from, you know, fellow queer Latinos and whatnot. It's um, definitely something that everyone feels that they can relate to. Um, even if it's not, even if they're not queer, but they're like, you know, like Bilad, who's Victor's sister, they're the supportive uh, sibling or an ally as a friend or anything. Like there's always, there's someone to relate to in the show in some way whether it's one of the parents or a sibling or a friend or, you know, Victor or Benji. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was definitely, you know, something that um, the creators of the show uh, uh, really, and the showrunner, um, the creators, Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger and the showrunner, Brian Tannion, all, all three of them felt, you know, really uh, passionate about, passionately about having, you know, a number of different people represented mm -hmm. in the show and, and, you know, uh, to um, have a number of, you know, different perspectives, uh, uh, you know, in this friend group, in this family. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely something that was super important to them, which is great because sometimes that's not always the case when you're working on a show. Going back a bit to, to season one, the first season where the show itself was meant to be on Disney Plus, and then there was the shift over to Hulu. And watch, having watched season two now, uh, it's just the the themes and the topics because... Benji and Victor are like now in a relationship and they're dealing with relationship stuff. It feels much more grown up. Um, did you guys feel like you had a little bit more freedom in the storytelling because you were now on Hulu? Because, you know, season one was made with the intentions of being on Disney Plus, which is much more like family oriented. So do you guys feel a little bit more freedom for season two? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, um, yeah, like you, exactly like you said, you know, we broke and wrote the first season and, and shot it and edited it, believing that it was going to be on Disney plus. And then, you know, um, the, it, it changed platforms and it, it went to Hulu, which I think, you know, personally, I think is, is way better for the show, uh, for the exact reason you said, mm -hmm. because season two, we were able to go into it, you know, uh, go into breaking, 
the stories and writing stories and and uh, knowing that we had more freedom with regard to um, language, uh, you know, sex, sex scenes, uh, other explicit um, content. Mm-hmm. We were, um, you know, we knew that we were able to have those freedoms. And, um, and so it was, uh, it was definitely nice, you know, being able to not be uh, restricted um, in such a way, because, you know, as this character ages, as this character gets older, it's only going to make sense that they're in more, you know, more and more adult situations, um, you know, and, and I think it would feel, again, feel disingenuous or would feel, you know, not, not accurate to have this character sort of um, not maturing as he, as right. he, um, you know, gets, gets older. Regarding the storytelling and whatnot, were there any of your own like personal experiences that you're able to bring to the show, to the story? Yeah. You know, um, uh, for, um, you know, I don't want to spoil, you know, spoil anything, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously like, you know, I put, um, a lot of myself into, um, the, you know, the first season, uh, but with the second season in particular, you know, the storyline where, uh, I came out at 14 years old um, and my parents who are, you know, conservative, who at, well, at the time were conservative, you know, Mexican Catholic people, um, you know, did not take it well and, and it did not go well. And, and we definitely had, um, you know, uh, our relationship really, you know, suffered from that and, and struggled to, um, you know, make sense of each other throughout that time. Uh, and uh, so pretty much the, the, you know, as, people will see in, in season two, the struggle um, between Victor and particularly his mother, um, Isabel played by um, Ana Ortiz. Uh, that relationship, um, that struggle in particular was something that really happened to me, except it was between my father and I, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, my mother and I. And um, so we sort of gender swapped the, um, the personal struggle that I had Mm -hmm. and um it uh so yeah so I mean that's pretty much you know the um the my personal experience uh you know played out you know kind of on television um yeah for everyone to see which is interesting (laughs) yeah to hear people's it's interesting to hear people's opinions on you know something that happened um you know uh, 20 years ago now Mm -hmm. uh which is wild and um uh, and and it's interesting to also, you know, see how so you know things have changed so much in twenty years, but also mm-hmm. have not in a lot of ways. And you know, it's uh, which is why I think it's so you know, I think meaningful to me and special to me that, uh, and I and I knew that you know when I was you know pitching this storyline in the room, um, I think all of the writers felt like it was super important to tell to tell that story because. Um, you know, typically a lot of times you'll watch uh, on shows and, um, you know, it can be one of two things. It's like either, you know, the parents instantly accept the child and it's all great and no one ever talks about anything uncomfortable. Mm. Or it's like the parents are some kind of like, you know, Disney villains that are like in a castle and like, you know, just being horrible to their to their child. And, um, you know, we really wanted to depict, you know, the reality of the situation where it's, it's in, you know, it's somewhere in the middle and there are moments, uh, you know, you can have a good character have bad moments. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad character. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. They're just a human. And so we really tried to, um, 
and we really tried to humanize every aspect of it um you know every aspect of that struggle um again not to like not to be go easy on anyone or not to you know uh validate homophobia in any way shape or form but it was mainly just to really have just a more accurate more interesting more real grounded depiction Mm -hmm. it's it's been really interesting seeing season two and you know typically when on uh, an, an lgbtq plus show where um someone comes out usually the parent that is not accepting from what we've seen is usually the dad so it's kind of refreshing to see it be someone else and not the sort of like especially with with you know with latinx it could be like the, the machismo comes out it was just really interesting to see it go to anna um who was like incredible this season especially like because such great material to work with and it's also funny looking in hindsight i i was reading like someone else's review about the show and they mentioned you know we've seen her be the supportive parent of their queer kid in ugly betty and it's like now you guys are giving her something entirely different to do which is really cool as you know seeing as an actor like a whole new challenge like i've done this before now let's flip it and work with the struggle so it was really interesting to see that too yeah, you know, I, I, um, I, I agree with you completely. And that was, you know, that was completely our intention. You know, she, like you said, she had already played, you know, the supportive parent of a queer child in Ugly Betty. And, uh, you know, we wanted to give her something different. And again, also exactly what you were, you know, what you said, typically it's, it's the, um, it's the father, you know, who has, uh, an issue, and uh, and that was also something that James Martinez had done uh, on one day at a time, right? Uh, with um, you know, with his uh, queer child Elena. on that show, yeah. yes, with Elena, and so we um, we wanted to give them both something different that they hadn't played before, but also we wanted to you know depict uh, you know I have friends who have had you know their dads been are fine with with them being gay but their mothers you know have an issue and right. so we wanted to also you know represent that as well because we felt like you know again we wanted to do something that was um you know different but also grounded and felt real and yeah. felt like um you know it wasn't just the same thing we've seen over and over again yeah and especially with love simon which was a movie that motivated me to come out when I was 24 um you know we had seen what it was like for two parents to be completely accepting and supportive and um I also just wanted to mention there was a moment in you know within the first minute of season two of the of the premiere episode um Bilad immediately stands up hugs her brother and says I love you and I like wept because that's such a beautiful when I came up to my sister that's exactly what it was she's like I love you you're still my brother no matter what you know um, so it's such a beautiful moment to see and to, you know, it's hard to put into words, but it was just a very beautiful moment. And I'm really happy that that's how that went. Um, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, just thinking about it, like I, I start to get like, you know, teary eyed just thinking about it because, um, yeah, it's, um, we wanted, you know, we wanted, um, we definitely wanted to have, you know, um, we didn't want to leave Victor out there sort of like flailing in the wind, like coming out and then, yeah nobody saying anything and we did feel again like his parents would be legitimately you know shocked and confused and and you know have not having really suspected anything and so we um but we felt like that was you know again very much in character with Pilar to um to you know just jump up and immediately embrace her brother and uh you know and and tell him that you know she loves him because uh that just felt you know again felt very real um I know again like 
personally, when I came out, you know, it was my, uh, it was my cousins who, um, and, you know, my sibling who, um, you know, who fully embraced me immediately, instantly did not, you know, that was not an issue for them. And that meant, you know, the world to me. So. Mm. Um, now, is there anything that you haven't gotten to put into the show yet that you'd like to explore in the future? Oh, um, whew, that's a good question. Um, as Victor grows up, as you were saying before, you know, he's going to continue to grow uh, up and all of that. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know, you know, that's, that's interesting. Cause um, you know, I'm not sure because I know for myself, like um, when we were breaking the first season, um, basically there are uh, six stages of coming out that um, a person typically goes through and, mm -hmm. and they're not, um, you know, they're, it's not something that across the board happens with everyone, but typically, you know, there are these uh, six stages. And so for the first season, we did the first three stages. And uh, for the second season, we did, uh, you know, the second three stages. And so now um, we're, we're in, a, um, in a situation where this character is just living, it's, he's living his truth. He's, you know, he's, uh, his closet itself is one with his uh, real life self. And uh, he, um, he doesn't have to, you know, lead this double life. He doesn't have to, you know, think about every move that he's making. He's just sort of immersed you know, in, in his identity. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm not really sure what, um, you know, I'm not really sure uh, what's going to happen to him that, you know, it's, it's sort of just his, you know, day-to-day -day life now. So yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, the one thing I will say that, um, you know, you always try to do on a show is you try to get after, you, you know, you've been on for a few seasons is you try to get characters who don't, um, you know, who don't typically uh, have scenes together, you try to get them to have scenes together. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully we'll get to do, uh, you know, we'll get to do storylines um, uh, with characters who, you know, typically don't uh, get to be around each other. Oh, and there is one other thing that I really, that I've been wanting to do for two seasons that hopefully we'll get to do. And it's, I want uh, Victor to have a sex dream about one of his friends, whether it's Felix or Andrew or, you know, and I want him, and so I want like, you know, um, him to, you know, sort of question, uh, you know, is this, is this, um, you know, is this something that, uh, you know, I, um, uh, is, this, uh, is this a real feeling or is this just my, you know, my right. teenage, you know, puberty hormones just kind of like, or is this just like a weird dream, you know? Right. Um, so that's, that's something I, I've been wanting to do that uh, we haven't done it for two seasons, but maybe, we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll, if we get a third season, maybe we'll do it. Now, is there like a dream guest star for Love, Victor that you would like love to write for? Um, oh, God, that's such a good question. You know, I think um, I would say Ricky Martin, because, <laughs> you know, being uh, I, I'm, you know, reading his autobiography right now. And, and uh, I just um and constantly thinking back to, you know, the people that, um, you know, that I looked up to as, as a kid in the nineties, you know, mm -hmm. people like, um, Wilson Cruz and, you know, uh, Mark and Delicato and, uh, mm -hmm. and Silvio Horta and, you know, these gay Latinos who, um, who, you know, paved the way for me. And, um, you know, he's definitely one of them. And unfortunately, you know, he had to live his life in the closet for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just love, uh, yeah, I would love to see him do something in the show. Uh, you know, um, I don't know what, but I would love to, to have him, him on. That's really why the show means so much to me. Cause now it's like, I wish I had someone like 
Victor to look up to. But now I know there are all these queer kids who will watch the show and be like, oh, my God, like and get the bravery too. <clears throat> I hope so. I hope, you know, I, I feel the same way. You know, I, I um, you know, I had I definitely had, you know, um, television characters that, you know, that I did look up to that, mm. you know, they weren't queer or they weren't Latinx, you know. Uh, so um, it does. I, I, yeah, I, I think similarly, I think like, oh, man, I wish that, you know, there'd been a show like this when I was growing up. But um, but it exists. It, at least it exists now. You know, I feel yeah. good about that. So yeah, better late than never. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I know that it was only just a few weeks ago that your involvement with Glowing Up was announced. Um, but what can you share uh, about that new project? Yeah, I can't really share too much just because it's still, um, you know, in the early, um, early development mm-hmm. stages, but um, it's, uh, it's about, um, a, it's based on Jane Austen's Emma, and, uh, but also on um, a, um, a, a graphic novel called Mismatched mm-hmm. that um, uh, was optioned. And uh, we basically took the characters from this graphic novel and we, um, we uh, you know, came up with this, with this plot and this treatment. And um, it's about, uh, you know, a makeup influencer who is half Jewish, half Mexican uh, from Queens. And uh, he um, gets the idea to start matchmaking people uh, because mm-hmm. he wants to uh, get into, he wants to date someone and uh, so he, but he uh, doesn't want to be the only person in his high school dating someone um, because his high school is notorious um, for just people not putting their feelings out there because they feel like, you know, if they do that, then uh, they'll get, uh, and they get rejected, then they'll get embarrassed. And it's sort of a thing that I've read and also spoken to a lot of Gen Z uh, people who are, you know, members of Gen Z who have said this is a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people don't, necessarily get into relationships anymore they don't do like dates they don't do uh, they sort of um don't participate in the traditional um constructs of high school dating and relationships which you know is not not necessarily a bad thing at all Mm -hmm. i think you know uh but it's just what the trend currently is right now and we wanted to write a character my um i wrote it with a a friend of mine debbie wolf who's also a television writer Mm -hmm. who uh, writes on the Connors and she just sold a show called Lopez versus Lopez uh, which is going to have George mm-hmm. Lopez's daughter um, starring in it and it's all about their relationship but her and I we really wanted to um, you know we wanted to write this character who was you know Gen Z but longed for the nostalgic days of like high school dating and and you know people being matched and um, but it's one of those things where you know, you long for the past, but once you, ex- but you know, the past wasn't necessarily all, like all it was cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's, sort of, I think, a lesson that he's going to be learning that in, you know, in pursuing this goal, things are going to get a little messy. Um, well, I'm excited for it. It sounds really interesting and sort of like a fresh take to that sort of, like you said, the nostalgic high school, you know, dramedies type of shows. Um, so something I always like to end asking is, um, Two questions. So if you told like a 13 year old Marco, so they'd have made it this far, would they believe you? Um, I think, yeah, I, <laughs> yes, I think he would. 13 year old Marcos was, um, he, he was, he was definitely uh, driven and like, and motivated and ambitious and knew, uh, I think, yeah, I think 13 year old Marcos knew not in like an arrogant way, but knew in mm-hmm. like a, 
oh, I think he knew he was a hard worker. And so I think he knew like, uh, you know, if I can't get there through hard work, like then it's, you know, then there's no point. Then I think to him, it wouldn't have even made sense that like, oh, I can't, like if I work hard, I'll be getting there. There's no question about it. Like, I think there was no, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there would be like, yeah, a disconnect there of like, wait, if I work hard, then I will make it. And there's no way that that's, you know, that's uh, not going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. And um, similarly, uh, what advice would you give to 13 year old you? Oh gosh, I would give 13 year old me, I would just tell 13 year old me to chill out a little bit and, <laughs> and just stay like, it's going to like, things are all going to work out the way that they're supposed to work out. And um you uh they're not gonna it's not gonna look exactly like you want it to but it's gonna work out for the best and um and you know you're gonna have a a great life that you you know you can't even imagine or fathom right now Mm. um but it's gonna be great and it's gonna work out and uh but it's not gonna look like you think it's gonna look and that's okay uh, well, thank you so much, Marcos, for, for joining us today. If um, anyone wants to give you a follow on Instagram, where can they find you? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm at Beyonce's best friend on Instagram, uh, which uh, has yet to be disproven. So which means that <laughs> it's so you, if you prove me wrong and, uh, and I'll change it. But until then, can... <laughs> and, but yeah, but until then, I'm at Beyonce's best friend. And you all can follow us at Media Village Com on Instagram. Thank you all for listening. Head on over to MediaVillage.com for latest reviews and interviews. And don't forget to binge through Love, Victor. Seasons 1 and 2 are now streaming on Hulu. I'm Haniala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk. Mm-hmm.